Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. I am super thankful that you just described my fingers as rats. I said you're... When Christine types and she means it, she like it's like very aggressive fast typing and i was like it sounds like a little rat tap dancing yeah it, was like, it makes it more charming than you calling my hands rats yeah that's what i thought <laughs> you meant it in a nicer way i did i did <sighs> how are you listen i'm great <laughs> was that convincing <laughs> no are you okay uh, what's going on it's been a tough week i don't mean to dive right into the negative let's, let's it's called and that's why we drink you're right this is, uh, I've had a very, I mean, here's the thing. Just so you guys know, Blaze just went to the store, asked if we needed anything. Well, asked if I needed anything. I said, yeah, can you get some eggs and some, some bread? And then Emma was like, oh, and half a pound of turkey. Yeah. I was not <laughs> asked. I just jumped in. Well, so obviously Blaze went to get me turkey. Em, a half a pound of turkey. Um, and so he's going to bring it into the room at some point. And so I just want to warn you that while I'm discussing what I'm about to discuss, there might be um, a turkey intermission. Is it a? Is it about how horrible eating meat is? How I'm a vegetarian? No. <laughs> no, that would be so. That'd be such a dick move of me. No, 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 no. All right, what are you talking about? So I just wanted to put it out there. Let's see where it goes. Um, what? I just have had a very hard, heart-heavy week, um, and it's just been like on my brain every blank moment. Um, what? just the, the, the shootings, oh, the yeah. mass shootings. Um, and it just got to a point where I was like, I don't know how to like function. Like I, 
it felt very paralyzed. Um, and I was in the airport in Kansas City, and I like went into one of the souvenir shops looking to buy something for M, which, by the way, I got sidetracked, so I didn't buy you anything. And I'm it sounds so, like it was a good reason to not so give me something. Sorry about that, but that was the intention. And then I went in there, and there was like this TV that said like most or new shooting in Dayton, mm, Ohio, and yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, that's where my mom is. And I mean, it was a Saturday, so I was like, she's maybe up there doing office hours. I don't know her schedule, but I'm like. It was the that's first time works. it's, like, been super close to home. Yeah, that's you. where she works. And we have a lot of friends that live there and go to school there. And, I mean, I just was, like, Dayton, Ohio. So, of course, like, my heart sank into my stomach. And, of course, all these other shootings have been very, like, traumatic and horrifying. But there's something different when it's suddenly, like, hey, uh, is someone I know going to be on the victim list? Like, right, it's right, just right. horrifying. Um, so, I just, I mean, I called my mom and, obviously, you know, she was okay. But she hadn't heard from... They hadn't released the names of victims yet, and so we were waiting for that. Um, you know, it wasn't anyone she t- teaches, but there was one Wright State student that was killed, and uh, a professor my mom knows, um, their child died. Shit. And it's just, like, very, I mean, it's terrorism, and yes. it needs to be taken as such. And I was like, I don't know if I should talk about this, but also, like, we have a platform, and I'm like, if... If I don't say anything, I almost feel like that's negligent right. a little bit. Um, and I keep hearing from people who've survived these things. Like, I never thought that was something that could happen here, which is just a human... Th- like, you never... Yeah, especially, you always think, yeah. for some reason, maybe you're probably There's in a bubble. A, right, and it's like a defense mechanism of like, oh, well, that's someone else. And, I mean, you know, that's how we cope. Um, but, listen, nowadays, you don't fucking know. I mean, garlic festival. I mean, I don't, I mean, okay. To be fair, I've been to the garlic festival and I love going to the garlic festival. And I know I like, I could have so easily gone this year. A six year old at a garlic festival. Seriously. Did you see the video from, I think it was last night of the, in New York city in Times Square. Yes. Yes. So there's a video going around that someone's, uh, motorcycle backfired Mm -hmm. in Times Square and everyone thought it was a gunshot and just everyone in Times Square was just like Mass sprinting exodus. throwing themselves on the floor it's like our whole country has ptsd yeah. like i mean it's traumatizing it's terrifying. and my friend so a friend of mine writes she she's like this awesome journalist and we worked in national geographic together and um she wrote her first piece for the new york times this week and it was supposed to be like a really exciting awesome thing that she's writing for yeah. the new york times so she's from el paso her first God. story was a front page new york times which is like incredible but also it was a, a shooting in her hometown so it was right. like great so the you know my first home, front page story is about a my shooting own in shooting. my hometown yeah. yeah it's really horrific um it's affecting a, a lot more people than you might think or know um here comes blaze with the turkey <laughs> god this is so awkward domestic terrorism and a turkey sandwich here it is sorry we're talking about thank you blaze Gio thinks he's gonna get some. Oh, great. He's not. Nope. Go see daddy. Gio. So, crack open a boar's head. Uh... It's Turkey Hill. So, oh, but... no, it's Hillshire Farms. Hillshire it's Farms. all good. Um, but, no, um... I mean, this, I mean, I think it goes without saying that I'm terrified to go outside now. It's horrible. I mean, I never. I never know where it's gonna be. And I mean, there's this meme going around, and it's like a, everything in our society today seems like dark humor meme worthy right but um i mean someone said like if 
a Walmart full of Texans couldn't mm-hmm. save, mm-hmm. Like, couldn't stop a shooter, then, like, why on earth do you think you'd be able to? It, I mean, yeah. it's true. I mean, everyone was saying, like, oh, well, it's never happened in an area where there aren't guns or where there's a lot of guns. It's like, okay, well, now it's happened. So, right. I mean, people are not... Yeah, you know, people are not safe. Right. I talked to Blaze's grandpa about it the day before the date because we just talked about El Paso and the garlic festival. And he was saying um, and he's a former cop and he's like, this is too like this is beyond. I mean, he's very much like opposed to obvious. I mean, I mean, yeah, what I'm saying is he's not like a pro NRA Second Amendment bullshit nonsense. Um, And he was just trying to, like, rationalize it. He lives in Missouri, and he's like, you know, at our church, we had to uh, set up security. um, And this is something, like, 50 years ago you would never even have thought about. And, again, like, if this can happen in a church in Texas, like, who the hell knows? It can happen in a movie theater. The last three movies I've gone to, I was terrified. Yeah, it's scary. Especially because, like, I'm a big, like, Marvel fan. Like, every single marvel on marvel movie on opening night is a box office hit you know there's gonna be a lot of people there i've wondered at like the last three movies i was like am i gonna get shot because like why not it's a big populated area you're guaranteed a lot of death well and also i mean my i know it can obviously can happen to anyone you know but a lot of these shooters too are white supremacists and are going after people of color and like Mm -hmm. that is a huge fear and my friend who i just said wrote her name's erin and she wrote for um the New York Times this piece and then she wrote another piece recently about um the yeah. anxiety around that like people of color are experiencing who who are just like I feel targeted right I anywhere. mean I, I can't imagine at the grocery store I mean without there being mass shootings every single literal day yeah I can't imagine the anxiety of a daily life of just having to deal with horrible fucking people that judge you for your skin and like if if they're a heightened target by white supremacists like I mean, there's no way to know what's going to happen. It's just, it's, it's, it's sheer, pure terrorism. Um, and I was reading an article about the Dayton shooter and he said, uh, somebody, a friend of his said, oh, but he was such a good guy. And I'm like, fuck off with that. Yeah, he wasn't. Also, no, by the way, didn't nah. he have a rape list he of wasn't. all the people he wanted to assault at school and shit? Uh, I don't know about that part. Probably. <laughs> it was, it was sad to say it was one of the three mass shooters last week. Yeah. But one of them. They were like, oh, let's not say his name. Like, don't say the shooter's name, which I'm totally for. However, someone released his name to be able to talk about, like, what he was like before people knew him as a shooter. And he had, like, a hit list and a rape list of all of the people he wanted to attack and never did when he was in school. Oh, my God. So it's like, don't fucking pretend like you didn't notice that he was shady. I mean... Well, at the same time, I'm like, if you didn't think he was shady, whatever. But the people who are reporting, like, well, he was such a good guy. That's what bothers me. It's, it's like, like, well, he's not now. It's like, well, that's not what we're focusing on. Right. Or what we should be focusing on. Yeah. He, he wasn't clearly, a good guy. He clearly wasn't a great enough guy to not this slaughter is like people. The, this is like the, the, whatever his name was. Oh, he, well, he's a great swimmer. Okay, that's not relevant. Right, like, right. This guy loved pop culture, it said. And I'm like, so the fuck what? Yeah. So did all these people that he just gunned down. Exactly. At a bar. Anyway. All I'm saying is I felt very paralyzed and very in, in, in just fear and paralysis. And I, so I went kind of digging and I, there are things you can do. Um, like what? So I wrote out this lovely little list cause I kind of went, I was seeking something to do that was le- not just tweeting. Cause I was like, right. I mean, that's good too, but there's only so much that you like, you know, that makes you feel good. Maybe like, Oh, I retweeted something, but I was like, I want to find something more impactful. Um, 
you can check out, for example, everytown.org, uh, as well as the Coalition to Stop Gun Violence, which is at csvg.org. Um, they're both working to create safer gun laws and end gun violence in America, for example, closing the loopholes that, for example, let 19-year-olds buy assault rifles and then uh, go kill six-year-olds. Exactly. Uh, so, okay, there's, yeah. so there's that. Um, keeping away guns from domestic abusers. Amen. Um, cracking down on gun trafficking for those who are obtaining guns legally, which I know is another argument people say, like, well, guns are... Yes, that's part of the problem, but also a 19-year-old least, just bought an assault rifle. Right, right, right. Um, and also, if you disagree with me on this, um, and you think that that's, you know, that should be allowed because Don't of our show. the Constitution, <laughs> I have a really uh, request of you. Can you please go write me a one-star review on iTunes, because I would really appreciate that. And make sure you write in full detail about how much you love what's going how on you right now. disagree with... with... By all, I mean, we haven't discussed this, but by all means, just stop listening to the show, just because stop. we don't care if we sound specifically political there are some things that i am not gonna stay oh i'm not in no because at a certain point i mean it was like Elie Wiesel or something somebody who said like at a certain point not doing anything is doing something making a decision yeah. in one way or another and i again like feel like we have a a platform platform and so i just want to get the resources out there um coalition stop gun violence because i mean it's hard you don't know i don't i didn't know how to do that so you could either donate they have options to look for volunteer opportunities in your area um and that kind of thing uh so all i'm trying to say is it's paralyzing it's easy to get like just wrapped up in fear um but this in my opinion is something we can fix over time this does not happen in other countries this is not something Literally that does happens. not happen even a little no. bit in other countries no it doesn't um and there needs to be something done about it so i think you know as much as social posting on social media like obviously you know raises awareness and is helpful no, no shade um because that's you know what i do mostly but it's literally what i i mean all I know how to do up until this exact moment yeah. where you're telling me there's other options was just it's like just sometimes you don't what know. else can I do like tweet and wait to vote like yeah exactly exactly so I think sometimes either putting your money with where your mouth is and like you know I was able to do that not everyone is able to have expendable income for that totally makes sense understandable but there are also volunteer opportunities there um you can call your representatives there's all sorts of things the resources are online um i'm I'm gonna put those links in the show notes as well um there's also an article that lists five things you can do right now to help stop gun violence um and that list is very helpful too it's not all like donating money it's not all you know just one click things like there are things that you can really get involved um to different levels and yeah, I mean, I'm, I've just been very, very heavy-hearted this week and um, hurting a little bit. And just the thought of finding out, you know, or waiting to see that list or finding, seeing someone's I, name on that list that you reckon, I mean, the thought. I mean, the second that I realized that there was a shooting in Dayton, I thought that, you know, your mom might be in trouble. It's like she I mean, spends I'm, most days of the week up there and she goes, I mean, I was texting her about it and she's like, that's where I take my students. Like, that's the bar we go to. Like, it's... And also... Seconds, the, I mean... This, one of the one of the victims was someone who was in the area just to celebrate his 30th birthday. Like, it could happen God. literally to anyone on any day. I mean, a six-year-old like, was going to the garlic festival with his family. What the fuck? I don't, I don't it's know. It's like, I mean, and I mean, the I think the thing that, like, really got to me... My mom sent me a link. This woman was interviewed on CNN, I believe, and she was just in total shock. And she said, I walked outside and I saw this woman dead on the ground. And she, five minutes earlier, in the women's bathroom or in the bar, had said, 
oh my god i love your outfit and i said your shoes are adorable and we oh said it. we went on our ways i walked out five minutes later and her body was on the ground and i'm like this is not okay it's not okay it's not in any sense of the word and, and it's I, shameful as a country it's shame it's shameful i mean uh i think it was was it uganda put us on uruguay uruguay put us on the list of <laughs> of like not safe to travel to countries and i'm like yeah yeah right. we belong on that list i have friends who only moved here a couple years ago from other countries and all their friends were telling them don't move here you'll get shot because <laughs> that's just the time what people imagine happens when you move to america you're just gonna get gunned down because our news is all oh uh by the way um an elementary school just got shot up and a bunch of small children died and not for no reason and not at all to to compare traumas at all but this is like the first week that i'm aware of where this three newsworthy quote they're all newsworthy but three that got mentioned all happened within a week of each other yeah it's a very there were and I think before these, there have been 250 mass yeah. shootings in the United more, States. More than days in the year. Nope. There's been... There's, oh, oh, oh. Days so far in the year. Yes. Yeah, yes so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so far in the year. I was like, I don't know about that. But yes, you're right. Yeah, more than there have been days. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which just like... And it's so... I feel like it's so easy to get just jaded because, I mean, it's just bombarding us. Like, I mean, it really is like... I'm just... It's so horrible, but now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just like, what else is fucking new? At a new? certain like, point. Just waiting for a shooting to... Waking up to a shooting is just like, okay, again, you know? Which is the exact opposite of what should be happening, <sighs> oh, because like... totally. And the... I mean, I remember I was with Aaron, actually, that uh, woman I was talking about, my friend, when Sandy Hook happened, and I remember Ugh. we were at the National Geographic, we, there was a party, I think it was a Christmas party, and like... I just went upstairs in the dark office and, like, sat there for the rest of the night. I was like, I can't function. Like, how do you enjoy... No. How do you enjoy your night knowing that I mean, so many parents dropped their kids off that day? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so... I mean... The point is, it's terrorism. It needs to be stopped. If you disagree with me... You need uh, to go if you read something. Me, good. Good. I don't... not saying you're part of the problem. I'm just not saying you're part of the solution. Uh, Yeah. And also you're part of the problem. And also you're part of the problem. And if you uh, disagree with me, fine. You can write whatever you want about me. And you know how very hard it is for me to say, go write me a one-star review. Yeah. By all means. By all means, tell us that we're not racist and don't want people to die. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, I've been sick over it all week. So I wanted to say something. I know that I kind of went on, but I wanted to just say like, there are things you can do. Is kind of the point of my Got rant. It. And I found some things that, and I think that at least for me was a little bit comforting that like in the slightest bit that at least you can put energy toward it right exactly instead of just sitting paralyzed which is so which is what i fall into so <sighs> anyway that's a rough way to start but i just i wanted to get it out there um nope i'm glad you got it out there if you were not a vegetarian i would share my turkey with you <laughs> thank you for some emotional eating thank you thank you uh, um, don't worry, I have a therapy appointment tomorrow, so I'll be okay. Thank God. <laughs> thank God, this poor lady. Um, anyway, so I, I know that was dark and heavy, but listen, this is a crime well, it's, show. I was going to say, it's interesting for us to talk about it because we do make a lot of really dark things lighthearted. Yeah. But I don't want people this thinking is, that we're unaware of things yeah. that are not fucking funny. And like, this is not this lighthearted. This is atrocious. This is not something uh, anyone should be glorifying or... I mean, and at this, you know, I mean, even when I discuss crimes, I'm not trying to make them lighthearted, glorify them in, by any means. But um, I just think that 
they're worth discussing and this is so current and so relevant that hand in hand with and sadly will probably be current for a long time yeah, unfortunately as so, how it seems to be going so hug your loved ones tight um sign some petitions call some con- call some representatives donate whatever money you can spare uh take it up from our patreon put it toward gun safety i'm yep. all about it uh anyway thanks for listening to my ted what's the opposite of a ted talk <laughs> my christine Chatter. talk christine chat mm. <laughs> my fireside chat all right now listen to this ad while i eat some turkey okay <laughs> Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like freaking... <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Foul. <laughs> I ate the entire box of Hillshire Farms turkey. And was like, I'm gonna put the rest downstairs in the fridge. And I was like, okay. And then like two seconds later, it was like, so I ate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold back. It was so good. And then we were about to start and just this... I just burped. This noise. This this vibrating noise came out of M's body. <laughs> For like it, a solid three seconds. Like it, it was, was not a burp. It was like a full-blown like Buddy the Elf belch. Like... <laughs> 
being in the room is one thing. Having headphones on my ears and microphones connected directly into my ear holes is not the way to listen to it that. It was the best burp I think I've had in a long time. Em literally throat... shed a t- you shed a tear. <laughs> I was moved. My throat was rumbling. It, it was, was like, a good time. It was like a holy... It was like miracle moment. It was like like a like a movie magic burp that your dad makes after he like chugs a beer. Yeah, like a Homer Simpson burp. Tur- but like, but like me but eating like turkey. A turkey burp. Which like is me eating so nine ounces of turkey in like what thirty seconds. Oh dear God! Okay. I just shoved it in my face. Okay, moving on. L- let's. Is that a nice game changer from earlier? Yeah. Do you like? I hope so. The highs and lows we bring you on. How <laughs> did that's why we drink an exclusive? Oh my God! All right, here's a ghost story. Okay, let's oh my just God. dive in. I'm so excited for a ghost story. Let's just dive in. I'm so happy that we get to listen to this before my crime story. So, speaking of how terrible this country is, I decided to just pick a story away from this country. Me too. Okay. So, <laughs> maybe we're subconsciously like, like leaving in our minds. Maybe I'm already like filling out the citizenship paperwork somewhere else. So, where are you moving to? Well, Canada. Come that's on where now. we're going. No, we're going no, to England. That's we're going what to England. I meant. I'm saying, where are you going? I'm not spiritually. You ruined my game. Spiritually, Canada presently england got it so okay this is in kent england and this is the story of the dover castle i've heard of that have you because i never heard of it i've heard of it in a very distant that makes me feel good because i was i felt like either i had covered it before and i didn't remember or maybe i just never heard of it at all i'm losing my mind oh good so me too if uh if i have covered it before get ready to hear it again great so like I said, it's in Kent, England. It's on England's uh, southeastern coast. It sits on the White Cliffs of Dover. Um, fun fact, the cliffs are white because they oh. are made of chalk slash salt. <laughs> NACL. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it is one of... So in some places I saw that it was the largest castle. In some places I saw it was one of the largest castles. So I'm just going to say it's one of the largest. Some have argued the largest. Okay. And as well as one of the oldest uh, defense posts in Britain. Fun fact for very, you. Very fun. I'm so far, wildly fun. I'm still recovering from your horrible belch, but I'm recovering. I really wish we recorded that. That was like a cartoon. You... Like, it sounded like it wasn't a human being. No, it didn't. And then when you made the noise, you immediately looked at the screen to see if we were recording. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was really proud. I was like, I know what you're doing. I'm sure that like doesn't make me seem like I'm all about my manners. But I that was just like a burp for the century. <laughs> like you say, oh, it makes me seem like I'm not all about... As if you are actually all. I am so unbelievably classy, you don't even know. Yeah, we, yeah they know. They listen. They know so, how classy we are. So uh, it's also, the Dover Castle is also recognized as a, quote, scheduled monument, which I think is England's version of a national historic monument oh. or a national historic place. Okay. Um, it's also recognized as, quote, a nationally important historic building and archaeological site. Cool. It's also a grade one listed building, which I, I'm sure is another wonderful rating over there. <laughs> um, and it has been deemed an internationally important structure. Wow. So a lot of good history going yeah, it's on. It's a little showing off. Does it have a Webby Award, though? <laughs> Listen. Listen. We beat it in comedy podcasts, but it's got everything else. Uh, we got that one thing to cling to for the rest of our lives. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so like I said, a lot of history and... I tried to do the thing again where I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just do a story really quickly. Like, I'll oh, just research really quickly. No. I think I picked literally the oldest building in all of the UK because <laughs> don't tweet at us if that's wrong, because we know it might be. Well, because 
I was like, oh, I'll find something really quick with like a quick history. And this is the literally longest history I've ever seen in my life. And then I forgot that I wasn't in America. So it dates further back than the (laughs) 1700s. It literally, shit you not, dates back to the Anglo-Saxon times and Iron Age. I'll, I'll, let's just, so it's old. So it's old. So it has a lot of history. So I had to do a lot of history research when I planned on just quickly doing a story. And it ends up not happening again. So you just had to do thousands of years of, got it. And just hundreds, hundreds, thousands, some might say years. So. Got it. Uh, before it was a castle, it was a fort, um, or there was a fort on the site during the Iron Age. Um, excavations over time have suggested that there was a fort here, um, during that time because there is an unusual pattern of quote earthworks in the area oh interesting that even predates medieval times oh okay i didn't want to sound dumb so i was gonna ask how medieval times fits into iron age so it's iron age before iron age is like literally before the romans have even invaded wow (laughs) so incredible um, uh this is so it's a fortified been a fortified site since the saxon times it's apparently nicknamed the Key to England. Oh. Sometimes also nicknamed the Lock and Key of England. Cute. Because of its key role in defense <laughs> over time and its strategic placement on the English Channel. On a lock? Yeah, apparently. That's clever. I love a pun. <laughs> love a good pun. So, uh, apparently, its, quote, key role in defense and strategic placement uh, has it commanding the shortest sea between England and the, the continent, and it's prominent to mainland Europe. It's only 22 miles from France. So in times of war, it's been, like, very prominent. Wow, yeah. Um, then come the year, shit you not, 43. and uh, Sorry, 43? The year 43. and Not the, like apostrophe 43? No. Like, like just 43. Like AD 43. FML, that's fucking... The okay. Romans invade. Ugh, uh, gotta remember those days. <laughs> what Who a, doesn't? Who what doesn't? What a time. And uh, they were the first people to have a significant presence in this area. Um, they built a lighthouse here, literally shit you not, between the years of 115 and 140. Oh, wow. Um, which makes the lighthouse that's still there, by the way. No. Makes it the most complete standing Roman structure in England the tallest Roman structure in Britain, and only one of three surviving Roman-era lighthouses in the world. Wow! Dude, I'm geeking out. So it was also originally built to protect um, the shores from pirates, but now let's fast forward, give or take a thousand years, to the year 1066. I feel like I'm a history teacher in, like, (laughs) thousands of years from now, and I'm where you don't... I'm time travel telling the story of like, oh, just fast forward a couple thousand years. I've never been able to say that before. And, wow. You know. So. It's great. I love it. So we went quickly from the year 140 to the year 1066. And yet we're still really far away. <laughs> and yet I've never <laughs> even heard of that year in my life as an American. <laughs> so in 1066, the fort... Apparently... I don't, I don't know what this means because either I'm not English or I don't know enough about forts or I'm not this old. Um... It could be one of the three it or means, all three. This means that I also don't know what it is. So. so apparently the fort was strengthened at that time. I think it just means that it was built out to be more heavy duty and so last longer. the fort was fortified. The f- yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, bet you that's where the word comes from. Truly. I mean, who's to say? Listen, we can't ask them. They're all in the year 140 or English something. English is not my first language, but sometimes I'm good at guessing. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. So... 
the the fort that was on the site has now been strengthened and the first i don't know what an earthwork is do you know what earthwork I is i think it means like a, some Just sort mean of rocks a, i think it means like the structure is made from the earth like sticks like like the three little pigs i mean what i'm picturing is like when you're doing an excavation you find like base like stones that have been laid out for groundwork that kind of like base work that's what i picture sure but i'm not sure to be honest i'm literally thinking like sticks and twigs and hay i mean i think those wouldn't exist anymore from that long ago um true okay you're right you're right well i don't know if i'm right uh because someone's (laughs) gonna do sticks last someone's (laughs) how long how long until a stick is no is just in the air what is the chemical formula for sticks (laughs) it's actually NACL. nacl um earthworks is a company earthworks archaeology hold on i'm so sorry okay yeah that's sort of what i pictured so it's uh artificial changes in land uh typically made from sculpted rocks and soil so it's like when you take the land and like structure it for the building you're about Got to it. make so like if you're like leveling land or you're putting rocks down as a foundation okay and so when a lot of times when they excavate they find since even if a building is gone, they find the earthwork. Like they got find... it. Yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. Okay, I hear what's happening. Great, because I couldn't keep talking because it was just going to start sounding dumber and dumber. <laughs> but I'm I'm where you're at. Got it. Okay. It's equally dumb. So <laughs> we've made it half a stride. <laughs> so in 1066, the fort was fortified, and the first earthwork and timber stock based castle was built there. Cool. That so is I guess insane. It, it went from a fort to becoming a castle. Um. It was built by Duke William of Normandy, a.k.a. Sure. William the Conqueror. A.k.a. Billy. A.k.a. Billy. Uh, after the Battle of Hastings. So sure. that was when this happened. Also during this time, a church called the Church of St. Mary in Castro was built next to this lighthouse. So it was built in the 10th to 11th century, also still standing. Wowza. And now we get to, like, some deeper facts. So 1179 to 1188. Years I've never talked about once in my life until this moment. <laughs> we should start writing them down and do a bingo. Just, oh, just see if Thousands. I can hit every year. You know what? We hit year 43. Never thought that shit was going to happen. Yeah, now we just need zero through 43 and then, <laughs> and then 44 the to 2018 or and something. And like, are we also including BC? Because then we can go uh, millions. Uh, truly. Yeah. So I mean, not, uh, that, not that evolution true. again is real. So <laughs> the earth really isn't that old. No, it's just flat. I get, right, valid. A thousand percent. And also, vaccines don't work. So, Just all a big uh, earthwork. The there it is. flat planet. And uh, so in that weird time that I'm never going to discuss again, <laughs> the 1180s, let's just call it, the castle was then rebuilt into a much heavier duty upgraded castle under the reign of King Henry II. Got it. Okay. It was built out, uh, they built out the entire place, including underground tunnels. Oh, love underground tunnels. Tunnels built into the cliffs that it was sitting on. Cool. Um, and the king actually, oh my God, Blaze, okay, he's angry. He was probably w- hoping surprised you'd how, save some turkey for I was going to say, surprised <laughs> how much I ate real fast. Oh. So uh, the king actually spent more money on Dover Castle than any other castle. Wow. And for a long time, nobody could figure out why, because this wasn't the beginning of his reign. He, like, he... Oh. Never really gave a shit about this building. And then all of a sudden just put so much money into mm, so it. So the gossip was... So the gossip was roiling. So I'm going to do what every horrible American does and just skip a total piece of history. Hell yeah. Because um, I was trying to understand it and I was reading it from multiple sources and I don't even know the people to begin with. Um, I've just pissed off so many historians and I'm that I'm not doing the story justice. 
I'm admitting now I would have not been able to tell the story properly and so i just i'd rather not butcher it got it so um, basically was it like for military so reasons? there was some guy i'm sure like in england people are rolling their eyes because maybe he's like this massive important person but in my mind i've never heard of him until today he's a guy named beckett like beckett like bend it like beckham but beckett like the writer samuel beckett no oh <laughs> uh somehow the king was involved in his murder Huh. Okay. We're I'm not talking about the same Beckett. I don't think so. Huh. Let's Google this. Let's Google it. Yeah, I I'm swear nervous. to God, because after NACL, I can't say a goddamn word without sounding like an idiot. Thomas Beckett. Not Sam Beckett. Is that who I meant? Oh, no. Okay, that's a different. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's the same um, time period either. Okay, no. Samuel Beckett was like this last century so that doesn't make any sense okay so his name's thomas beckett i'm going to truly go off of google like i always do so don't get mad at me but i typed in king henry the second and thomas beckett just to see what would come up and see sure. if i could come up with like a very basic understanding of this um it's literally there's a wikipedia page called the beckett controversy so i'm glad that it was actually more complex than i'm imagining yeah yeah i mean I, to be fair like even though there are historians who so graciously listen to us blather on um, I think a lot of people listening also don't necessarily know this. So, sure. You know, we're... I fall on on the side of people of who don't know anything. A lot of us are on the same page as you, I believe. So, the Beckett controversy, or apparently it's also called the Beckett dispute, was a quarrel between Thomas Beckett, who I'm learning right now, was the <laughs> Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh! And King Henry II of England. And the controversy culminated with Beckett's murder in 1170. Oh, 1170. Yeah, Samuel Beckett was born in, like, 19... 19- hundred something oh, so yeah that, that nope. was never gonna be a thing hi juniper so sorry about that so uh he also liked salt and chalk <laughs> I, th- I thought you were serious juniper um, so um okay so i don't know how but somehow the king is involved was involved in beckett's murder okay and there was controversy there galore. was some sort of controversy and basically the king one of the reasons for why maybe he poured all this money into this building yeah is that juniper God, yeah, sorry, he's stepping on my bladder. Oh my god. And now your boobs. Juniper, he's ripping my headphones up. Sorry, this is literally <laughs> my cat throwing his body into... He is such a... Oh. <laughs> Do it again. That was Judy... Do it again, Juniper. Breathing into the mic like a little Really creep. intense, deep breaths. Like, Do it again. Do it again. Huffing it up into that mic. <laughs> oh, good. Well, now you're going to hear his butthole, so that's good. <laughs> Super glad for all of you. Is this not the most enter- or educational, not entertaining for sure, but educational podcast you've ever listened to? We're like the PBS of podcasts for sure. <laughs> Are you going to uh, do a little sniffing, Juniper? You do a little talking? No, he just wants... Featuring DJ Junie. That sniffing noise was loud, That was though. adorable, too. That was directly his little nose, little pink nose. Moving on. Okay, so... There has yet to be a a true explanation for why the king threw all this money into a castle he never gave a shit about. But one of the rumors is because he felt incredibly guilty over being involved in Thomas Beckett's murder. Got it. And so um, I don't know if he literally murdered the person. I think he he ordered knights to do it or some shit like that. But um, somehow he felt guilty for it. And so this was almost an homage to Beckett's family or Beckett's uh, purpose or how the world changed because of beckett it's there was some guilt 
interesting i feel like a lot of those guys back then did not have uh guilt had mostly sociopathic and psychopathic Mm -hmm. tendencies well also that's why there's a second rumor of what the reason might be i do remember this guy because i had to read a book about him um for ap european history um holy shit was it the wind what the fuck that was what is going on mercury is not in retrograde i think maybe that's our problem maybe we only function well when mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> we're just used to living in chaos and now we're just fumbling everywhere now that like the universe has settled our chaos has nowhere to go and it, there just it is remains in this room makes sense anyway i know nothing about this guy except that i read a book about him once cool and retained nothing i think maybe that was a crash we heard was that a crash it was very loud i don't know so that's because that's a good point that a lot of kings usually did not feel any remorse. Like, if they had killed someone and got away with it, yeah. they didn't really have to build a castle. Especially when they're, like, point-blank telling knights to do it right, and then, like, true. taking credit for it. Right. But so that's why there is a second rumor or a second alleged reason for maybe why he started pouring money into it, which historians apparently argue is the real reason. Okay. That as of 1179... Um, King Louis VII of France traveled to England and came to Dover, and this was uh, apparently the first state visit in all of English history. Ah. And so because he came to Dover, I guess because, remember, France and Dover are so close, that was the first stop in. And so I think the king was like, oh, well, there's... If he's done it once, there's probably a chance of future dignitaries coming mm. to Dover. So we have to make it look as wonderful as possible to make sure our impressions. Throw some they, jewels on those walls. Exactly. Baby. So he wanted to make sure that it would impress people and he poured all this money into it. Just to give you an idea of how much money. Oh, God. Um, he spent 6,500 euros on the castle over only a few years and the annual revenue was 10,000. He spent euros? What's the do- What's the squiggly sign? <laughs> Euros is the is the thing that looks like a cent, but the one line down. Yeah, the euros extra line. is a very. It's What's a, the other one? Pound. Um, What's I the don't thing know what that, they used back then. It's they used the sign that looks like a squiggly L with a line through it. Euros is the one that looks like a cent sign with one extra line, right? Uh, yes, the squiggly L is a pound. Cool, sixty five hundred pounds. D- okay, I didn't know they used them for that long ago. I guess so. According to Google, they did. Great. Um. At least that was the symbol that was next to everything. Perfect. I did not put that in there. Clearly, I okay. don't even know what it is. So, no- <laughs> so the 60... I literally recently texted my friend who from uh, the okay. UK to be like, please this explain this to me. This is why I was confused because the two lines means is the lira, which is similar to the pound. But we're talking... We're not talking Italy. What's the thing that looks like this? Follow follow my finger. Uh-huh. So it has one line in the middle? Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a, a pound. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 6,500 pounds... Um, on the castle over like two or three years and the annual revenue was 10,000. So he was spending like, oh. let's say he spent 30,000 sure. on everything in three years. I mean, a fifth of it was going to this castle. Wait, so sorry. What was the annual revenue he was making? 10,000, but he did it over a span of like three years. So I'm assuming like 30,000 in total. And he spent 65 Oh, total, not per year. Okay. Correct. Got it, got it, got it. So, and also just to give you an idea too, during his whole reign, um, he spent a lot of money on several castles, somewhere around 90 castles, but a third of all of the expenses he ever put towards castles were for Dover. Wow. Okay. So this was a big So it was deal. like, it, I think it was, yeah, it was mostly the 1180s. And in that time he spent like 
an absurd amount of money on this okay. castle. Okay. Um, so this was also the first castle in Western Europe to have a concentric defense design. Mm. So it had like larger and larger walls built in a circle from the center. Oh, so cool. like got wider and stronger. Um, the castle was also used during the Napoleonic War and prompted a massive rebuild for additional barracks and improved defense systems. Oh. So it, they just started needing to put soldiers there for a long period of time so they started building in housing for them sure um by the end of the war the barracks and tunnels ended up being used by customs for a while and then in 1826 the tunnels were abandoned for over 100 years oh good we love when that happens Woohoo! oh no then uh so in the 1900s the castle um ended up being used in the world war specifically world war ii and the tunnels came uh the tunnels became the this is probably the most fun fact you're going to hear in this whole story during world war ii the tunnels became the nerve command center for operation dynamo aka dunkirk whoa seriously yeah so for those who don't know operation dynamo was when they evacuated um like hundreds of thousands of allied troops yeah from the german army or cut off by the german army (laughs) um thank you christine for your (laughs) for your service there i have do i even have to (laughs) Make make it clear where I stand on this issue. Maybe in so, 2019 America, I do. Um, maybe. Listen to the first 40,000 minutes of this episode where I blather <laughs> on. You might get an understanding of how I feel about that. So, anyway. Anyway, so in 1940, uh, this was Admiral Ramsey's headquarters during Operation Dynamo, and he directed the evacuation from these underground barracks. Got in it. In this castle. Okay. Um, it became a, quote, secret underground command center and an air raid shelter. And Winston Churchill, when he was prime minister, visited. Um, it was like the talk of the military town. Sure. People knew that this was like a s- secret command station. Love it. It was also a secret location during the Cold War. A hospital was built in there, along with even more barracks. And two wow. levels of tunnels were added. So the tunnels end up being... Nowadays, the tunnels are three miles long and 150 feet below. Oh, Jesus. Um and it accommodated soldiers and a switchboard room for military phones. Shit. So it's just getting more and more fancy. Uh-huh. So the tunnel levels have actually been nicknamed A through E. The tunnel A is called Annex. The uh, tunnel B is called Bastion. The Or Bastion. I think so. I don't know. I've never I think how to say that word. correct. Uh, tunnel C is called Castmate. Tunnel D is called Dumpy. I want to live there. And Tunnel E is called Esplanade. And 2,000 men were able to live in the barracks. Wow. That's how much space they were able to create. They are the only underground barracks to have been built in Britain. Fun fact. Really? So there's seven tunnels in total, including uh, the ones from the Great Siege of 1216. Oh, God. Remember that? Don't I ever. (laughs) So the castle was also at this time armed with new weapons and radar. And when the war ended, the army remained there until the 1960s, um, when it was then modernized again to serve as the regional head of government shelter seat in case of a nuclear attack. Whoa. So they start turning it out into a bunker. They just need to keep switching this place up for new uh new horrible horrible things that are happening i'm telling you at the same time it also was handed over for preservation but they were still allowed to work around that and modernize it i guess okay um just in case there was ever like an atomic fallout someone could literally like, our guess. government could go 
sit there. I guess you can fortify the basement if you need to. <laughs> so while the whole complex uh, was considered a secret base at some point, it remained on the secret undercover classified list until 1984 um, when it was abandoned because they realized that because the entire thing was made out of chalk, it wouldn't be enough to protect them from radiation during a nuclear attack. Sorry, it was actually made out of chalk. Literally I made of chalk. I thought that was a joke we were making. No, it was like, they're, like the White Cliffs are made of chalk deposit. Oh, yes. Okay, I do recall this. All right. So, uh, so yeah. They that... were like, that's not going to help us during mm. a nuclear attack. So this, mm. all the money we just put into modernizing this to be a bunker is not going to work. Great. Got it. Super good. So over the next 400 years, at least another 17,000 pound, pound or pounds? Pounds. Okay. I don't know if they like... I don't know. You know, it, sometimes you don't say the, the S after a pair. After a what? Like two oh. pair, two pairs of something. Oh, I thought you meant like the fruit. And I was oh, like, no. mm, I think that's pluralized. I always thought it was pluralized, but sometimes you don't. So I, I just check. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> 17,000 pounds was uh, over the next 400 years, at least another 17,000 pounds was spent on upgrades. Um, and now it is open for tours. The tours also come sometimes with the psychic. Uh, okay. In 2009, uh, the company English Heritage spent 2.45 million pounds on recreating the castle's interior to look exactly like it did when King Henry II was there. Shut up. That's cool. And the tunnels Annex and Castmate today, aka Tunnels A and C, they are open to the public. Tunnel B, Bastion. Mm -hmm. Bastion. I think it's Bastion. It is apparently lost its access uh, like the door no, to it collapsed or something. That means I want to go there extra bad. <laughs> well, then Dumpy Tunnel D, where I live, was con the one that was converted into a seat for atomic war. Uh -huh. That's now closed and off limits. And tunnel, it's my private quarters now. Exactly, because Christine lives there. <laughs> and Tunnel E Esplanade uh, was last used as an air raid shelter in World War II, and I don't think that one's open to the public. Okay. Also, there's a fun rumor that, please, I, I'm going to be so humiliated if I say this wrong, Sir Gawain. The King Arthur's nephew. I don't know. Okay. He was the Knight of the Round Table, and all the English people in the world are screaming right now. And anyone who's, like, read a book or is screaming right now. Well, how do you spell it? G-A-W-A-I-N. I'm pretty sure it's Gawain. Gawain. Sir I'm Gawain? I'm pretty sure it's Dwayne. Gawain? Dwayne? Yes, Sir Dwayne, actually. Uh, uh, okay, the nephew of King Arthur and the a Knight of the Round Table. He apparently... he This is one of the alleged locations he is buried at... Okay, Gawain. Great. Gawain. Okay, there, let's stop now. Microsoft, Sam. Gawain. So there's a rumor Gawain. that... Gawain. What, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> we're stupid Americans. I think you were right. Gawain? Yeah. Okay, I don't even know anymore. Now I'm nervous. There's a rumor that Sir Gawain, or Gawain, or Gawain, or Gawain, or Dwayne. G? Sir G. Uh, oh, Sir Gio. There is a rumor that he was buried at Dover Castle. Okay. Um, oh, and he's a... He's a knight of the round tables. Yeah. And he... Uh, th there's apparently many locations that claim to be where he's buried. Just like the Holy Grail. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just like it's... But at some... I guess there was at some point a skull that was on display there, and oh. someone said it was him, and now they think that that's where he is buried. Okay. So anyway, that's all the history, but here are the ghosts. Oh, yes! Uh, so... Apparently, this is one of the most haunted buildings in the UK. I wonder why there's been a site there since before 43 AD. Before M realized time existed. Before time realized time existed. Before time was a construct. So, uh, apparently one of the most haunted buildings in the UK. 
Some of the many ghosts that people see there is a woman in red. There's always a woman in red, a woman in black, or a woman, woman in white. Woman in white. I mean, they just, they love to stick to that color scheme. They love the, the monochromatic with a red pop. There's so never like a woman in peach or paisley. Never. No. Bring me a, bring me a, a woman in teal and I'll be, I'll be good to go. I can't wait. Uh, do, maybe a neon camo like your Rothy's. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag drink. Uh, so, uh, oh, the woman in red, she is seen in the keep. So a keep is like the tower part. Of oh, it. yeah, sure. Because my stupid brain was like, what the fuck is a keep? So, uh, I've she's... been to the Tower of London. Have you? I have. The keep of London. Uh, so a woman in red is often seen in the keep and near the west stairway um, or by the mural gallery. Okay. People can never make out her facial features, but they know she's sobbing. Oh, God. Ooh. So you see like a blurry sobbing face. Yes. That seems really, it's like me when I'm just, my makeup is. Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> People also say that they see a figure in blue in the mural gallery. They can't tell if it's. Uh, oh, my what... God. Teal. I told you. There it is. There it is. They can't tell what the gender is. They just know there's a person in blue walking around there. Okay. Um, I'll take it. I'll I asked for a woman in I'll teal. I'll take it too. Listen. Uh, people have also seen a knight or a cavalier in the basement cool. who is apparently from the 17th century. He's described as having long, dark, wavy hair, a mustache. And the, uh, woman who saw him reports that, uh, he stared at her for 30 seconds and then faded away. Okay. I, I was hoping it was one of those. He just passed through the wall and then no, no, no. He stared at you. He saw you like you saw him. Yeah. Not good. Uh, apparently in the tunnels, there is a soldier seen with a blurred face, what which is, is just terrifying. That keeps happening, huh? It's like wiped away. Ooh. Uh, apparently people have been seeing him since, or up until 2013 as the most recent spotting. Um, people have allegedly been chased out of the tunnels by disembodied footsteps running at them. Mm, uh, nope. And there are so many sightings that apparently the staff have a protocol um, the visitor operations manager named Christine. Oh. <laughs> hey, she resides. Living in Dumpy. She resides in Dumpy. Level Dumpy. Level Dumpy. Uh, <laughs> Christina said, quote, about once a month, we will have a report of a figure, whatever it is. Sure. We have a process where we close down the system, evacuate visitors, and a team of staff will sweep through the tunnels. It can be very frustrating for visitors. I, I fucking bet. I bet for the employees, too. Yeah. No one wants this happening. No, no. My favorite story in this is that on a field trip, children were in the tunnels. Oh, bad idea. Coloring. Coloring? And a boy wrote on his paper. No. In quotation marks, where is Helen? And someone said, what does that mean? He said that he saw a man in the tunnel dressed in a green jumper, brown trousers, who said that he was looking for Helen. And then they looked around for this man. He was not there. What the fuck? That'd be wild. You know how we're both going to react if our child's like, oh, you know, Helen. Yeah, where's Helen? Found you her. You know, the man with no arms. Right, the one with the blurred face. Who's sobbing all over me. H who lives in Dumpy? He lives in Dumpy looking for Helen. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another tour group says that they saw a door slam and a trolley on display move along the corridor as if someone was shoving it. Oh. Terrifying. Very not good. Apparently in the lighthouse and the church, which are from forever ago. Sure. Apparently there you can see the ghosts of a monk and a Roman soldier. That's cool. Those are way cool. Romans, that would be such a cool apparition. Imagine if the only ghost you ever saw was a Roman from the year 43. I was listening. I know. I was listening to Jim Harold's campfire and somebody said they were in a really old um, part of like a former 
whatever roman empire battlefield i don't know and they said they uh somebody crossed the street and right in the woods and it just walked across the street full roman get up and then no just way. like vanished and i was like what a wild thing to see like truly not just like a lady in white a lady in whatever it's like, like a full-blown full roman like wowza anyway during the napoleonic wars uh during sorry during the napoleonic war there was a uh drummer boy apparently named sean flynn from what we have gathered via Aww. psychic oh um but there was a 15 year old drummer boy who was murdered either in the tunnels or nearby the tunnels, oh. depending on the story I found. Um, he was murdered during some sort of either a money exchange or he was on an errand and happened to have a lot of money and got robbed. Oh, boy. But he was apparently, allegedly, decapitated. Fuck. Fifteen? His, his kappa was detated. Don't do that to a 15-year-old kid. Don't do that to anyone. Let's be clear. But, well, they only think that he was decapitated because the ghost does not have a head. Oh. However, the apparition of the headless drummer boy does play the drums. Oh, my God. And sometimes when you're by yourself, you can hear the drums banging elsewhere. And then you're like, oh, a little. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't. Yep. So, uh, also in the underground tunnels, which apparently were called Hellfire Corner oh, that, during the World War II. That seems safe. What is going on? People are texting me left and right. Oh. Oh, you're so popular. Oh, no. Actually, Allison uh, ordered Postmates and it got sent to my phone. LOL. Nice to know she will be having Indian food tonight by herself. That sounds great. We should do that. We should get Indian food, too. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so... Is there a way to hook it up to Allison's email so that she gets emails? That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, so the underground tunnels, apparently during World War II, were called Hellfire Corner, which is what I should just start calling the place in my apartment I hate the least. Oh, I thought you meant this room where we're <laughs> literally so hot that we oh, can't actually, breathe. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's just call this Hellfire Corner for I now I mean, on. it really, I think we've set it up to be that way. So in the tunnels, uh, many people have seen World War II soldiers performing their duties. Wow. Um, there have even been, uh, there was once a couple who heard screams and cries next to them. So loudly and realistically, they swear that they were either sound effects for the speakers or a reenactment happening in the room next door. But nobody else was there. That's that is so scary. And the staff was like, "We don't have that." Especially to hear screaming. Yeah. Oh God, that's so scary. screaming so loudly and realistically that you're nervous and praying it's an actor or sound effects. And you're effects. like, "Can you please turn down the volume?" Right. I mean, what really bothers me or like unnerves me about that is like, is that just leftover energy or is that? Someone trying to get your attention or someone's still in pain. That's what I fear. Like, they're stuck. I don't know. That stuff really freaks me out when they're, like, still in such horrific situations. And still have no head. And still have no head. And still drumming. How are you screaming without your head? drumming around. So, just drumming around. So, apparently people also hear whispers, voices. Um, They see and or mainly hear doors opening and closing. And there are sudden drops in temperature. There are two people on TV that were at the keep and apparently they heard a scream from above and it again sounded so realistic they didn't even think that it was a ghost they didn't think that it was even sound effects they thought that they were in the process of watching a suicide (gasps) happening sorry wait you said they were on tv it was like two tv researchers i think they were going to report about it oh like they were filming Uh, yeah and so they they were at the keep and then they heard a scream from above that sounded like someone flung themselves (gasps) 
Oh, fuck. Okay. So they literally braced themselves to see a body begin plummeting down. (gasps) uh, And nobody was ever there. Oh, my God. But they swear they heard. Was it on film? I don't know. It just said two TV researchers. I couldn't even tell you the show. Oh, maybe they were just there. Maybe they weren't filming at that point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just stuck with what I knew. And they're... it's like that time when we uh, were recording, but we didn't record your burp because we had paused the audio. A, a time wasted. I'll call what that. a loss. What a loss. Uh, but yeah, they've definitely thought that they were about to see a death happen. It's very and then nothing scary. Was there. I mean, that's traumatizing. Truly. Um, also, there's a ghost in the king's bedroom. Apparently, instead of being Sean Flynn with only no head. This spirit doesn't even have the upper half of its body at all. It's just the lower half of a man walking through the doorway and vanishing. I mean, I always find that slightly comical. I know it wouldn't be if you actually saw it. But it is but just like legs, legs walking. I mean, the, the upper half's the scarier part. Truly. It can look at you. It can look at you. It can judge the you. The feet are just like, what the? It's like, okay, run off. It's like, are you okay? What are you going to do? Kick me? So, But don't maybe kick me. But don't, don't kick me. Don't, but don't kick me. Go the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a TV show called Most Haunted that had a medium on named Derek. And he was the one that apparently spoke to Sean and apparently the drummer boy. Mm -hmm. And Sean said that he was a proud, brave 15 year old drummer boy, but he missed his mom. (gasps) And on the show, Derek was able to help Sean go to the light. Oh, my God. And ever since then, the drumming has not been heard. Oh, my God. But this is the stuff when I hear like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck. I miss my mom. Like, yeah, I'm so glad that somebody can fix it. It certainly isn't me, but, so I'm glad <laughs> well, someone no, else can I, do it. I think nobody expected that it would be either of us, <laughs> to be clear. But wow, that's really crazy. Okay. So uh, there's also the sighting of a 17th century soldier wearing a helmet um, down in the tunnels. Apparently he's carrying a pike, which I guess is a small gun. Oh, and he It's also a type of fish, so that could be fun. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> he, just a ghost holding a fish. <laughs> you never know. Uh... He's wearing a helmet and carrying a pike, and he walks into the guard room through one wall, through the room, and then out the other wall. Wow. See, that's the kind of thing I feel more comfortable seeing, because it's like, it's like uh, residual almost, right? Well, yeah. So what's interesting about that is they say, based on his attire, he's from the 17th century, but the door he's walking through is from the 18th century. So he is walking through an area that had not yet been created when oh. he was still alive. So it makes it seem... It, confirms the belief that the ghost is walking on its own blueprint from its own time because it's walking through the wall as if there was oh so you're saying there was a door when he was alive like he's walking through a wall that wasn't there sorry i think i said door by accident but he's walking through a wall that was built after he was oh yeah you did say door and i was like well you could still walk through a door i get it i get it no you're not i get it i get it i get it but yeah so it it confirms the blueprint theory of like they're walking in their own space from their own time which means it's residual, not intelligent, so it can't hurt you. And is hopefully not stuck in, like, an endless nightmare of, yeah. let's hope, not Fingers going. crossed. Uh, apparently, that was only seen one time, and since then, there are no other reports of him doing okay. that. Okay. Fun fact. That's interesting. There's also a male apparition dressed in a blue cloak, and he's seen walking around the tunnels, and some think he might also be the same figure in blue in the keep. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. And the most common sound, apparently, throughout the entire place, according to the staff, is, quote, heavy wooden doors being slammed shut. Just all the time you hear doors That's being slammed incredibly shut. incredibly annoying. Super annoying. I guess annoying. it's better than the drumming all the time. True. <laughs> uh, there's also a military man that regularly walks through a metal door. An actual door. Okay. Not a wall. <laughs> 
1990, there was a story written by um, a guy named Neil Stevens of his time there. And he said that while he was driving down the road with his family, he was driving on the road leading towards the castle. And him and his parents both saw a tall figure run up the hill towards the car with its legs and arms flailing and passed them past the car as if it was traveling the same speed as the car and then faded into the dark. And it was wearing a long cloak and a wide brimmed hat. And everyone in the car apparently saw it. How terrifying. That is just the stuff of nightmares to see something as fast as your car moving towards you with its legs and arms flailing. Forget it. And then fades into the darkness. No, thanks. In 1991, a guy named, uh, or a girl, I'm sorry, that's wrong of me. This is a gender neutral, uh, safe space. Or a person. A person. An individual. Named Robin Lawrence in 1991 was writing about this place and said that there were at least six spirits that had been documented. Um, and the two most active areas were the keep and the tunnels, uh-huh. which seems to check out. And so he decided, sorry, wow, what the fuck is wrong with me? They decided they were going to... Are you just doing that because you don't know whether Robin, like... No, I'm just trying to say they. Just be like a... But you didn't say that for, like, Sean or Dave or any of them. That's true. <laughs> is it just the Robin? We don't know if it's... I guess so, yeah. It's like... A gender neutral name. Right. I don't know. Uh, so there was an investigation that uh, Robin was leading and there were 16 people and the 16 people split up into two groups of eight people. Okay. Eight of the people went to the keep and eight people went to the tunnels. Did Robin abandon one of the groups? Oh, I'd like to think Robin was either in one of the groups or just wrote about this later. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Got it. Um, but so these are the things that so in the keep, the cavalier from the 17th century, the woman in red, the figure in blue and the lower half of a man's body are the things that are most seen in the keep. Yikes. And the tunnels is the 17th century pike soldier, a man in a blue cloak. And then all of the sounds of like doors banging and footsteps sure, and stuff sure. happen in the tunnels. So they split up and went into these two areas. Um, they heard Apparently, they've also been told by staff that there are footsteps that you can hear in the stairwells specifically, and people have even seen feet walking up the staircase. Oh, all these feet. So many feet. Disembodied feet. Em's favorite. Uh, and there are apparently are regular sounds of a creaking doorway where a door used to be but no longer is. That is interesting. Because uh, that's Even not the-, the door's a ghost. <laughs> Doesn't that... that- Wow, the whole world is open to us at this point. Um, <laughs> that's interesting because that's not, you can't be like, oh, it's the wind. Oh, it's a faulty screw. Right. Like, it's like, oh, that sounds exactly like a door that's not there anymore. Wow, that is interesting. Okay. Apparently the, um, whatever, the organization that's doing this is called the ASAP, the Association for the Scientific Study of Animalis Phenomenon. Sure. Just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to give them a little shout out. Cool. And one thing I liked about this, they didn't ever talk about it being an investigation. They called it a vigil, which I was like, okay, that's so much nicer. That is, though, instead of, like, prodding and, like... Yeah, it's like going to just discuss with them. Right. Right. That makes me feel so much nicer. To, like, respect them rather than, like, just harass them, I guess. So it was just an overnight vigil of being near the spirits. I really like that. And uh, the results that they found between the two groups was that there were heavy... Um, doors slamming shut, loud bangs from the stairwell. Uh, apparently the doors were shaking vigorously after you would hear a door slam. The doors oh. would be like vibrating. Oh boy. 
Um, apparently they saw a shadow figure slowly moving down the stairwell at the end of the hall. And when they called to it, it turned around and ran up the stairs. Forget about it. Absolutely not. Goodbye. They also smelt a uh, perfume that was really strong. They heard loud thuds in the basement that were caught on tape. Mm. And finally, when they played back a tape recorder or they went to go look at a tape recorder that they had left running in a room by itself and it had turned itself off oh, no. and the wind guard on the microphone had been pulled off. Whoa, whoa, okay. And when they played the tape back, you can hear the recorder and the microphone being messed with. Oh, oh, creepy. So like let you hear that it was messing with So it wasn't with like it. it died of, ba the batteries died. It was like it turned. Yeah, well also like the whole, like it's like this thing getting like, yeah, it like just placed somewhere else. Physically ripped off and turned off. Yeah. Wow, that's spooky. Anyway. That's the story of the Dover Castle. Holy shit, we should go there. Yeah, let's just go to England, sure. I mean... <laughs> let's go. Why not? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry that was lengthy. Anyway. It wasn't. I feel like you say that every week. I do. I'm always paranoid. Well, cool. Yeah, you definitely haven't told that. I don't remember that. Well, I'm not the one to ask if if, uh, if huh. you've covered a story, but I don't think you've ever covered that one. Oh, good. That would be fun if you did. <laughs> Fingers crossed I did not. Um. Okay. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. And that's why we drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How oh, no, doing? I'm belching. Oh, no. I love a good burp. Do it right into the microphone uh, for me. It's too late. Listen, we missed yours. Equal. 
Equal opportunity yeah, here. If you're not burping into the mic, I got no hold, one can. Got to hold back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I'm really, really excited about this, which always comes off strangely when I'm doing a crime story. I don't. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Okay. Um, Picking I, up what you're down. Yeah. So last week, so I want to also clarify that we are recording this two weeks in advance because I'm leaving town for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with my rant in the beginning, people are going to be like, uh, that happened like two weeks ago. So to be clear, we're... I like to think they could pick it up. I would think so, And right? be like, oh, this was clearly pre-recorded. <laughs> I would hope so. And who knows what the hell shootings have happened since then. So at this point... Right, right, right. It's hopefully still relevant, but... Well, hopefully it's not relevant. Well, fingers crossed that was the last shooting that happened. Ever, but probably not. Um, so last week when we recorded the last two episodes, mm-hmm. um, I, like you did, uh, Tatsuwum, mm. we got some really fun fan art of that. We didn't even ask for that. No, it just happened. I was thrilled. Um, just like the time we got all that fan art for Goat Ghost. Yes. Which, uh, also so good. All Love these little weird cryptids. Um, and so I had mentioned, oh, I'm also going to do an Austrian murder. Yes. Or crime story. And that was the plan. And then I went went to looking, and I was like, oh, wait, there's this really famous guy and yada yada. Um, his name was Jack Untervega. Oh, yeah. I already did that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, because that's such a good story. It would have been so good. I hate, don't you hate when you've already done one that you, like, still really want to talk about? Yes, I would love to redo the Amityville, Amityville. Horror. There's, is there, guys, can you help us find a way, like, maybe, like, I don't know, I want to talk about some of these again, but it's, like, we I know, I feel like I already, wait, like, there are some stories that I did so early on before I was doing as totally. in-depth of research, Ugh. where now I'm, like, oh, I probably missed out on so much information that would be so interesting. Totally, and, like, with the stuff, like, with Robert Durst, there's, like, so many updates that have happened that, like, I really wish I could do it now yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. all the new information. Anyway. It's okay. So I did uh, Jack Untervega already, and he was, just to uh, refresh everyone's memory, he was a journalist who murdered sex workers in Los Angeles. He's from Austria. Murdered sex workers in Los Angeles, was hired to report on crime in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and reported on his own murders. Yep. Like, just the wildest thing ever. Um, And if you want to listen to that, which I had a really fun time with that, you did a really good story that week, too. I forget what it was already. Thanks. Um, But it was episode 34, a which and then was called a two hundred pound rat and the dollar store plunger, which I think was the introduction of plunger for from plunger for it. I think so too. And also, was that literally a hundred episodes ago? Oh my god! Wait, was it? Is oh this... my god! This is one thirty four. Is it or one thirty three? I'm probably wrong. <laughs> it's almost a hundred episodes. Two? No, it's one thirty three. We're Damn. so close, though. I should have done this for next, next week. One <laughs> hundredth uh, anniversary. Well, we tried. Um, yeah, we're close. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to go listen to that, I'm too afraid to listen because I don't want to hear myself a butcher it, say wrong things and make insensitive comments and also probably misgender M. So <laughs> I try not to listen to anything before like episode 132. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. Let's I, go. What's I up? I came up with a new plan. Was it Tatzelverm's murder? <laughs> It's the crimes of Tutsuvo. <laughs> uh, um, no, I decided to do. So I went on to the murderpedia.org and you can search by country. So I'm like, ah, A, Austria. Click on it. There are six entries. Six? What the fuck? 
I feel like that's not as many as I was expecting, but also good for Austria to not have that many horrible stories. That's so few. Six murderers? I mean, we literally just talked about how there were three this week that were in America. Like mass shootings, right? Austria, good for you. For now. And by the way, they clarify, like on Wikipedia, like non-war crime related. Because obviously when we get into (laughs) that territory, crime runs extremely rampant in that part of the world. And... But other than that, six civilian crimes. Yeah, six crimes that are kind of out of the uh, mass murder category. Uh, Job well done, Austria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it's a very tiny-ass country, so I guess it makes sense. So I have, like, a little collection for you of three. Three short stories. Oh, I love little ones. horrific crime stories. So you're literally going to tell me half of the crimes in Austria in one <laughs> yeah, episode. exactly. And we'll cover... The uh, other three tomorrow? World War II next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> the other hundreds of thousands next week. No. Um, so I'm going to cover Hugo Schenk, the Viennese housemaid's killer, Max Guffler, the Austrian bluebeard, and then Oswald Sebrol with no cool name. His name is just Oswald, which I guess is cool enough. Love it. I like Oswald. I remember that octopus show. Oh. Uh, Love that show. I remember that little bitchy penguin. Yeah, that thing was annoying. When he wanted a certain amount of marshmallows and his hot chocolate, he was like, no more, no less. And I was like, that's probably me once I've retired. It's literally you now. <laughs> it's literally you at Starbucks going, I need mashed up strawberries in my tea. Which okay. is a specific request. Exactly. Which now I also do. So we're just fucking <laughs> trash monsters. Woo-hoo! Okay. Uh, Hugo Schenk, the Viennese housemaid's killer. Let's start with him. Born in the Austrian Empire, so this is a very early on one, uh, February 11th, 1849. He was born into a relatively prosperous middle-class family, but developed a penchant for crime at an early age. Mm, Don't we all? Things didn't start well. He began thieving. Just thieving around. Just thieving. Just thieving at an early age, but his specialty turned out to be marriage swindling. Oh, that sounds like a niche category. It, it is, huh? How do you steal a marriage? So you got to swindle it, really. Oh, I love a good swindling. It's not thieving. It's not stealing. It's swindling. So what he would do is he would offer his hand in marriage to women uh, in order to steal their dowries. Oh. So he was caught and tried for this, found guilty, sentenced to five years in prison. But after two years, he was released. And um, when he got out, he was not reformed. What a surprise. <laughs> Because prison works wonders on reforming sure. uh, psychopathic killers. And he continued his fraudulent activities. Um, he was 32 when he was once again convicted of marital fraud. Mm. Marriage swindling. And sentenced to two years in what they called a heavy dungeon. Oh, not a light one. Nah, no. I not have dungeon light, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. Light, L-I-T-E. And like, a dun- like light dungeons and light dragons. <laughs> Zero calories, zero sugar. Okay. uh, Zero fun, I'll tell you that. Zero fun. This is a heavy dungeon. um, And it was at the Stein Prison. Mm. Okay. It was in said prison that he met a new pal named Carl. Carl Schlosserek. Carl with a K? Carl with a K! Yep. Crazy Carl. They always are. Classic Carl. Who was serving time for theft, thievery, even. Mm -hmm. Even. They became partners, um, and I wrote that out, and then I realized, oh, in 2019, that sounds really nice and progressive. They became partners. No, no. They became... Companions. Comrades. Crime partners. Got it. Thieving, swindling partners. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. To each other. Correct. Uh, Not the fun kind of partner. So, he... Let's see. 
fast forward, January 1883, Schenck had served his two years. He was out at the age of 34. He was working as a railway engineer, which seems to be a common uh, job for the time. And I want to add real quick that when I was, for the longest time when I was little, so my dad's an engineer, and for the longest time I thought that meant he was like a train, like... That's what I would think, like a right? conductor. As a kid, like I thought it was like a train engineer. And then when I was like 10, I found out... He has nothing to do with trains? The truth. And oh, I was devastated. I always thought engineer meant a conductor. Yeah. Like a train conductor. Me too. And I was like, that's awesome, dad. Yeah, like toot toot, daddy. Hell yeah. And then I went to uh, his office in suburban Ohio. You're like, where's the train, man? I met BJ, who taught me about uh, price forms and metallurgy. And I said, <laughs> well, I'm not joining the family, family business. business. Sorry, dad. Um, around this time, he met 34-year-old Josephine Tamal, who worked as a maid in Vienna. Shank swept Josephine off her feet and proposed marriage. She Apparently, he was very charming. Uh, she was taken by his charm and decided to take him up on the offer, so she quit her job. She packed up all her things, and she f- drove with him to Poland, where he had promised her a romantic honeymoon together. Mm. <sighs> it's, just, it's what we all want. That didn't happen. Oh. Unfortunately. Before they got to their destination, Shank pulled over for a secluded romantic picnic together. Great. Great. And guess who showed up? His partner. Crazy Carl! Yep. Carl Schlosserek shows up. Things don't go well from here. Shank subdued Josephine, raped her, then Schlosserek gagged her, tied her up. Shank took all of her valuables off her. Then they tied a boulder to her feet and threw her into a nearby body of water. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, some accounts said that his victims were killed first and then thrown into the lake. Mm-hmm. Most said they were thrown into the lake mm-hmm. okay. before being killed. Oh, yikes. And he preferred drowning as his method of murder. So, yikes. you know, if you're having a tough day, let's just go with the other story. Sure. Maybe they weren't tied to a boulder and drowned. Maybe. No. Maybe it wasn't such Listen, a. Neither option's great. Maybe it wasn't such a mentally torturous death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all not good. It's all bad. There's no. There's never a redemption. If there's a less bad, let's hope it's that one. Let's hope. So then Shank realized, huh, Josephine's aunt Katarina, I don't know, how, uh, Katarina, uh, might realize that she's missing. So we got to take care of that. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he wrote uh, her a letter to tell her that he and Josephine had gotten married and she should come visit them at their beautiful estate. Stop on by. Stop on by come for a romantic down. picnic with me and my partner, Carl. <sighs> on June 21st, 1883, he picked Katarina up from the station, drove her to a place called <clears throat> Krumnosbaum. There it is. Someone on Twitter was like, oh, I love when Christine says German things. And I immediately, like, it was a German person. And I got this immediate panic of like, oh, God, I love when you say German things. Stop listening. I'm going to say it wrong. If I, if I had it my way, you would only speak German. I have very deep-seated anxiety about saying things in German. And I really am dreading this trip. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Are you uh, going to how much German are you going to have to speak? I'm going to have to, you know. Like the whole time? I mean, the good news is Blaze and Allie are coming, so... We have the excuse. Two English speakers. If we want them to understand, we got to speak English. So it's a good excuse. Got it. But uh, yeah, there'll be a lot. Um, so he drove her to Krumnosbaum, where he overpowered her and killed her along the banks of the Danube. Um, and 
Schlosserek was there too. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they took her valuables and then they also sank her into the Danube with a boulder. Shit. So now that Tante Katerina was taken care of, uh, he went back to his old ways of marriage swindling. Well, go he, back to what you know. You know, what you're good at. Stick to what you're good at. Yep. Except yep, yep. don't if you're a murderer. <laughs> and not good at it. Yeah. Also not great at it. Uh, so what he would do is he would meet women through advertisements in the local Austrian papers. And he would tell them when they met up that he was a Polish count named Winopolski who had immeasurable amounts of gold and wealth. Okay. But he said he had uncles in America who would never have accepted his marriage to a servant. So he was meeting all these quote unquote housemaids is what they were called. And they would, you know, they would have, they would come from like I don't know, middle class family. They don't really have that same system, but like they would come from some semi well off family. So they had things that he could steal, but they were considered servants or housemaids or whatever. That's who he targeted. So he told them what he would do is he would say, Oh, my uncles, my wealthy uncles in America would never allow me to marry a servant, but I just love you so much. We should have a clandestine marriage. And that's how he would lure them out of town secretly without telling anyone. Oh my gosh. And uh, they would leave town and he would drive the woman to a secluded spot for a romantic picnic en route to their destination, uh, where Carl would always be waiting. Sounds right. Fucking Carl. Crazy Carl. Crazy classic Carl. And uh, then, uh, as was his MO, Shank would rape and murder the woman before stealing all of her valuables. Truly terrible. And throwing her into a river. Um, so I couldn't find all the names of his victims. Uh, there were a number, and there were also a number of um, potential victims, so it wasn't totally clear. I do have a couple. So one woman was a housemaid named Rosa Ferenzi, whom he also threw into the Danube before stealing every penny that she had. Mm-hmm. Another victim was a cook named Theresia Kettel. And this murder, oh my god, was different than the others. Uh, just bad in a different way. Okay. According to Britannica.com, during their romantic picnic uh, phase of his plan, mm-hmm. he decided to mix things up and get a little creative. And get more violent? Um, maybe less violent, but more fucked up. Oh, well, God. you know, it's all pretty equal. He told Theresia he'd teach her how to play a fun game called Russian Roulette. Oh, no. Obviously with an empty gun. Oh, okay. He would never give his beautiful new wife a loaded gun to play with god forbid so he told Theresia to give it a try what could go wrong he's like look it's fun she shot herself in the head oh my god he had loaded the gun pretended it wasn't loaded had playfully told her to try it out she killed herself why are oh my god unintentionally he fucking lured her into it it's horrifying so after he disposed of that body, um, shortly after that, Schenk was finally arrested on January 10th, 1884. And Carl, classic Carl, was arrested a day later, thank God. Uh, during their investigation, police uncovered correspondence between Schenk and more than 50 other women whom Schenk admitted were his future victims. Mm. He also admitted that he actually had five murders planned for that very week that they arrested him. So oh, wow. he... He had a busy schedule was, ahead of him. Correct. A lot of romantic picnics. Shit. He was very prolific. Um, during the trial, a witness was brought to the stand, and it was the only woman who had survived Shank's murderous plans. Okay. So I found this in 
there's an article in the New York Times and I was like, oh, good. The New York Times did a write up on this. And it was like 1884. And I was like, great. Half of this is a super fucked up and insensitive. And the other half I can't read because they write eight paragraph sentences. So great. This is, this is one of the sentences that I could gather information from. The principal witness against Hugo Schenk will be his sweetheart, Emily Hochsmann, Hochsmann, whom he first enticed like his other victims. But finding her poor, yet attractive, spared her life. Uh-huh. Great. And even spent upon her much of the money obtained by his terrible crimes. Okay. So essentially, he kept her in the dark, was like, she's too poor to kill, but she's still attractive, so I want to still, like, sleep with her and oh stuff. Oh, my God. So he, like, kind of kept her around and then would fucking murder his victims and come back. And then, like, go on a date with her or some shit. And bring, like, money and jewelry. Like, spend... From that he stole from these like, other look women. Like, look what I bought look for this you. Beautiful... It's like, really, look what I just murdered. Look who I just murdered. Before I to threw her into you. the lake. Right. Like, bracelets, necklaces, money. <sighs> wow. Money on dinners. and um, So, Schenk and Schlosserak were found guilty and were hanged for their crimes on April 22nd, 1884. Uh, oddly enough, after Hugo Schenk's death, his head was autopsied and neurologically examined by a famous Viennese neurologist who at the time very controversially postulated that there was that there were specific differences between normal and criminal brains oh which i think is a very progressive yeah. way to look at psychology sure. and you know whatever at the time is very controversial but um so his head was his brain was studied unfortunately none of that information is to be found apparently on the internet wonderful so not helpful to our case but very interesting nonetheless um so unclear what was up with hugo's head but what i do know about his head is that you can go visit it. So his skull... <laughs> this Great. sounds like a car commercial. <laughs> for the low, low price. <laughs> for just nineteen ninety nine for four months in a row. <laughs> for six, six ninety nine shipping and handling. Yeah, exactly. Monthly for the rest of your life. You can go visit Hugo's head. At, uh, his skull is currently housed at the Vienna Crime Museum. Well, there you have it. So are you regretting not coming on my trip? Mm, I am. Mm, that took you a long time to get to. I am. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Once you said, I, it never even crossed my mind that I'd be like one of the only English speakers there. Well, I guess everyone gets, nah, you know what I mean? Everyone. I would just, but honestly, now I am kind of bummed purely on that I won't get to watch you speak German. Oh, I know. Time. This is your only shot. shot seriously. I know. I mean, Lisa's coming. I know. Blaze, Alexandri, Allie. You would have been among a good crowd. Oh, it would have well. been a party for sure. Oh, it will be a party for sure. No, would have. Uh, listen, I'm just not going to be there. So the star will be gone. Trust me. I know. The star at your second wedding will be gone. Uh, once again, I'd be the star of the wedding. Let's just put that out there. Once again, M needs to... Uh... Needs to what? Needs to what? Nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, superstar. That's me. Central. Look, they call me Superstar. That's yeah, what they call me. They do. They do. Okay, next up is Max Guffler, the Austrian Bluebeard. <gasps> I love a good Bluebeard. Love a good Bluebeard. Uh, so he was born January 5th, 1918 in Lower Austria. We don't know too much about his childhood, but what we do know is at the age of nine, he suffered a traumatic head injury. Well, there you have it. That manifested throughout his childhood in bouts of unpredictable violence. So clearly this had a very strong effect on his psychology and on his behavior throughout his life. Color me shocked. Color me shocked. We all know how uh, brain in head injuries are tied to... Sociopathy. Yes. Not good. Not, Not good. good. 
Um, after serving as an ambulance driver in World War II, where he suffered another head injury, by the way, uh, Guffler worked as a bookseller until he met and married the daughter of a local tobacconist oh. huh, in 1951. Love a good tobacconist. He began working in his father-in-law's tobacco kiosk, which makes you oh. think of those mall kiosks. That's like. what I thought. I was like, "Where? what else is going on? I guess on? now they're just like vape shops, vape kiosks. Yeah, it still exists. Max tobacco. double head injury tobacconist. Vape shop in the mall. There it is. Vape shop in the mall. Say what? Vape shop in the mall. Vape shop in the mall. Okay. It's out of my system. Huh. For now. So he began working in his father-in-law's tobacco tobacco kiosk where he offered customers banned pornographic photos eventually leading to his arrest yeehaw after release from custody in 1952 at the age of 34 guffler killed his first known victim her name was emily maestrick she was a sex worker whose body was found in a hotel in vienna's red light district with a broken skull shit yes bad 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 at this point he was working as a traveling salesman selling vacuum cleaners door to door don't answer your door. Ever. I I don't know if I'm sure you've seen the meme, but or like even just like the general comedy bits now where like if someone knocks on your door like 30 years ago, it was like a party. Everyone was like, oh, someone's at the door. Oh, my God. And now people knock on the door. Everyone's like, don't fucking go near the I door. Literally, the, someone rang the doorbell. I was home alone and I just instinctively grabbed a pair of scissors i'm like what am i doing like the, the door is locked like no one just shows up anymore it's two in the afternoon anyway uh but yeah so don't answer the door i guess if you're ordering postmates that's maybe a different story <laughs> if you're allison getting indian food right now you gotta get some you food. gotta get the postmates at the door there are some exceptions delivery food is one of them uh okay so he after his murder of emily he developed a new habit that somehow is an austrian pastime i didn't know about he became a marriage swindler i mean sorry how what? is this is this what a is theme? this i don't know was this like before like memes happened is this how trends happen maybe they're like six criminals in austria they're all marriage, marriage swindling but also like raping and murdering people like it's not like a light-hearted Terrible. crime it's like part of their horrific plan plan but like what a specific thing to do and this was also like decades later like this wasn't like he was operating at the same time but i mean i guess newspapers you could kind of connect with people without too much of a trace i don't know so he did the same thing he would find women through the newspaper what are the odds crazy right it's weird he would promise marriage to these women then he would invite them on a honeymoon where he so he had a different mo at this point he splits off Um, oh okay he also didn't have a carl Oh, sad. Well, that's what happens when you don't have a partner in that's life. That's what happens when your life partner, Carl, <laughs> just isn't around. Uh, so what he would do is he would offer them cherry liqueur that he had spiked with barbituric acid, mm. which wouldn't kill them, but it would knock them unconscious. And then he loops right back, after which he would Shit. drown the women in lakes. Did he think this was an original thought or was he copycatting? He, I mean, I mean, I, they're not from the same time, right? They're the early 1800s, but not at the same time. No, this guy's from... This is the 50s now. Oh. You know, traveling vacuum salesman era. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. He was born in 1918, but while he was... this, His first murder was in 1952, and then this other guy was 1883. So, I mean, maybe he read about him and was like, that seems like a good idea. Maybe. Let's mix some... Like enough time has passed, no one would know. Yeah. And it seemed to work... Well, no, it didn't. (laughs) It really (laughs) didn't It seemed to work until it didn't work. Maybe that's why he added the cherry liqueur and got rid of Carl. Got it. He replaced Carl with the cherry liqueur. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean... To be fair, no offense, Liqueur Carl. with a K? <laughs> uh, 
Classic liqueur. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, my partner liqueur. That actually that has a better ring <laughs> It's like to LaCroix, it. but, you know. <laughs> liqueur and LaCroix. Liqueur, LaCroix. They go together. Like Hugo and, and Carl. Carl. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we're like back. Like me and turkey. Like you and a half pound of turkey. So he would poison that, or he would poison that with bar- barbitoric acid. Then they would be unconscious, mm. and then he would drown them to make it look, in an attempt to make it look like a suicide. In September of 1958, the body of 47-year-old Maria Robos, so we don't actually know at this point how many, I mean, we'll talk about it, but basically where this all ended was in 1958, the body of 47-year-old Maria Robos was discovered and police were finally onto him. Uh, Guffler was arrested and charged with seven murders, though only four murders and two attempted murders were proven during the trial. But he was charged with seven. So that was what they were confident in. Still just horrifying. But even the four murders that he was actually proven of are deeply upsetting. Yes. During the trial, it was revealed that while searching his rooms, police found, found piles of ladies' bags, suitcases, and other articles that they established belonged to numerous women who had mysteriously disappeared over the course of the last six years. Oh, shit. So there's any number of victims. Some they could connect to victims. Some of the articles they didn't know who they belonged to. Um, despite the defense's argument, they used the severe brain trauma that he'd experienced as uh, their defense. However, Guffler was sentenced to life imprisonment in May of 1961. He died five years later at the age of 48. I don't know of what he perished. Of what he perished? (laughs) Why did I say it like that? I don't know, but keep doing it. Who's to say? He died in Stein Prison, the same one. What? That's a weird full circle. Are you sure you're not doing the same story? I'm not. Different time periods. I'm not sure of that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The same prison where Hugo met Carl. Oh. It wasn't even the one where he ended. It was like one of the three that Hugo had been in, but it was the one where he met Carl 80 years, 80 years before. Mm. So, like, it's just very weird coincidence. Um, I mean, again, it's a small country, but still, it's just a weird... Just what are the odds? Same MO and... Yeah, anyway. Maybe Austria only has one jail. Well, but the other guy was in three different ones throughout That's his true. life. Mm. <laughs> Austria, I think they probably have more than one. I'd like <laughs> to think they only have one, but... Uh, one heavy dungeon. Is that what it was One called? heavy... <laughs> And one light. They hadn't introduced uh, Dungeon Light yet. Oh, that, they, that's it. Yeah. That's like when Tab came out right, and was like suddenly sure. the craze. Like Pepsi Light, Dungeon Light. <laughs> Coke Zero. We'll get Dungeon Zero at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just a little behind the trend. Um, so, in, right. He died in Stein Prison, the same prison where Hugo met Carl 80 years before. Today, uh, we're not sure of his total victim count, but it stands at 4 to 18 plus. So, 4 to who knows. So, serial killer extreme extraordinaire yeah not light heavy worst case scenario he killed four people or best case scenario right best case scenario (laughs) sicko (laughs) best case scenario he killed four people i mean best case scenario he just handed out some pornographic images at the vape shop but fingers crossed things got a little out of hand Jeez. so this is the last one um this one is still fucked up but it's much shorter i couldn't find much information on it um this is a story of oswald siebel oh the octopus oswald i like to call him oswald so i like i said used murderpedia to find these guys but um the source they used for this so murderpedia is like a collection of different articles so like the one i just did two stories ago was new york times wikipedia got it different sources uh they just put them all into one which is why it's so helpful um even though it has a fucked up name 
But speaking of fucked up names, the source they used for this story was called The Wacky World of Murder. Oh, shit. Don't love that. Don't love the name. Don't so, think it's really appropriate. No. Nope. Um, but the info was helpful. And I tried looking up Wacky World of Murder. Nothing. Can't find it. Love it. Don't know where the hell the story came from. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Super duper. So this is very much one of the stories, kind of like you tell of like, we think this happened sometimes it. where it's all like alleged all potentially alleged. alleged yeah yeah but also very specific with names so i'm like it came from somewhere hopefully alleged yeah let's just actually yeah that's probably a good point that We'd... should have been the title of our show <laughs> hopefully alleged uh-huh. spinoff <laughs> oh boy oh this this way we can reuse all our old stories we'll there just say them again but say Yay. uh they're not real the wacky world of murder okay <laughs> so summer of 1983 so this is much more recent right um, the only information I could find, which is, again, why it's surprising in the 80s that I couldn't find more news articles about this, hmm. but who knows? Cold, Maybe because that war? was... Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other things going There's on at that time. There's stuff happening, I think, over there. Um, some fortification of some forts. Oh, just, yeah. Just That's a, the one. There's a lot of tunnels and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Oswald, he, in Vienna, Austria, was seeking a new way to make some money. He's like, I don't want to really do a job. Which, like, feel you on that. Mm-hmm. But also, you can't go murdering people. Can't. But Shouldn't. he did. 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 He, uh, he went another direction. He began murdering elderly women. Sick. Sick. His first known murder took place on December 31st, 1983, when Oswald broke into the home of an elder- elderly woman, beating her so badly that her neighbor found her lifeless body the next morning. <sighs> took Shit. all of her belongings. On April 18th, 1984, Oswald broke into the home of 80-year-old Franziska Spengler, which Franziska is my sister's name. So for the rest of the story, I am not going to say Franziska because that makes this way more disturbing to me personally. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Mrs. Spengler. Sure. Spengler. I don't know. So, yeah, it was like Franziska's body was found. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, okay, so... Broke into the home of 80-year-old Franziska Spengler. I'm going to say Spengler. Mrs. Spengler was in bed when Oswald broke in. He grabbed a pair of scissors, walked into her bedroom, and stabbed her in the chest. Shit. Then retreated to the kitchen where he found a carving knife. Oh, no. Came back Mm -hmm. and stabbed her again to ensure she was dead. I guess after this, he was exhausted because um, instead of leaving, he simply pushed the body to one side of the bed and then lay down. Ew, in the blood and shit? In the fucking bed that he just stabbed someone. Rolled her over. And then what, you wake up and look over and there's the corpse that you created? Correct. Congratulations. Congratulations, Oswald. Your mother would be proud. Um, So he rolled her over, took a nap... But apparently he was so tired, he woke up the next day, and in a panic, he obviously is like, oh, wait, like you said, there's the corpse I created. So in a panic, he rushed out, and the police were not far behind, so they finally figured out that Francisca had been killed. Uh, Sorry, Mrs. Spengler had been killed. Um, So when they found the crime scene, they were surprised to see that the killer hadn't taken much from the apartment, because he had left in a hurry, he didn't have time to, like, steal shit. For example, a very large sum of money was in a drawer next to Mrs. Spengler's bed. And the murderer seemingly hadn't taken anything from her, but hmm. he had left something behind. On the floor next to the bed, the police found a wallet containing the ID of one Oswald Seabroll. 
Interesting. Interesting. Good for him. Shortly after Oswald was picked up after trying to steal an elderly woman's handbag, once in police custody, he admitted to the two murders, murders and a series of muggings of elderly women. Great. There could be more murders. We're not clear on that. Um, now, this is where I guess I was wrong, and this is wacky indeed. Okay. It gets wild. At his trial, Oswald explained why he had carried out the murders. Okay. You see, it wasn't his fault, really. Well, it never was. I mean, obviously, we all know that. That's for sure. In fact, his grandfather was to blame. Oh, yep. His dead grandfather. Always. Oswald insisted that his grandfather's spirit okay. had called out to him. Here we go. To, quote, send him a few old ladies to enjoy himself with. Christ. In the afterlife. That is foul. So Oswald was just following directions. Christ. Yeah, okay. Well, wow, that's a new one. I gotta yeah, say. It is a new after one. After how many stories, I, I it's good to hear a new one. It right? makes you... It makes you want I mean, to scream all over again. Completely. Even at this point, I was thinking, oh, his grandfather's spirit, like, inhabited his body and took over. No, oh, yeah. it was weirder than that. I definitely thought possession, but no, it was just yeah. a message from beyond the grave. We got, we've gotten a lot of, oh, Jesus told me. Uh -huh. or, I mean, but grandpa no, gra wanted to. Horny grandpa horny is, is reaching out in the middle of the night. You can't say no to horny gramps. You're just the, the what is it, the afterlife booty call middleman. You are. You're the wingman. Mm-hmm. Oh, disgusting so fucked so anyway this uh excuse quote-unquote didn't go over well with the jury what a shock and oswald was sentenced to 20 years in jail on june 14th 1985 so he would have been out in 05 but i have not heard anything about this story since then sure um so let's hope he's just still in there i don't know maybe he's still in the heavy dungeon we'll, let's hope we'll hope but that is the story of three Austrian murderers. Wow. Half I, of the Austrian murderers. Half of all of the crime in Austria. Got it. Job well uh, done. All the many wars aside. Job well done. Thank you very much. I thought that was a, a weird one, but here we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't expect anything less. So. <laughs> it's a wacky, if you will. A wacky one. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Anyway, thanks we, for listening to that nonsense. We still have to do a whole other episode. Oh gosh. I'm Lord glad. Almighty. Oh, we gotta order some food. I know. And make someone else open the door. We're gonna go uh, check out Postmates. Um, by the way, this is definitely gonna come out way later, but for us recording right now, do you realize like a month from right now we'll be in Atlanta? Oh! <laughs> Talk about a heart attack because... Oh, I haven't even gone to Austria yet. Give me a minute. I stopped breathing for a second. My friend who I'm meeting up with in Atlanta just said, uh, oh, I'll see you in a month. And I was like, oh! <gasps> I hate when people do that. I mean, I love it because I'm excited, but also I'm like, you gave me an anxiety attack. I'm like, I literally can't breathe now. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, if you're coming to New Orleans or Atlanta, that is in less than a month from right now. Uh, and it's much closer by the time this comes out, <laughs> right? No big deal, just zen breathing in the corner while I hold myself. Yeah, this comes out the 18th, so yeah, I'm like... Oh, wow, so we'll also be back from Salt Lake? No. Not yet. That's in September. Oh, right, right. No, yeah. This Sorry, this comes out August 18th. When are we back from September? Like, when is the... What is the Salt Lake show? The 20th? I always forget. All right, so we're nearing a month Something? towards uh, Salt Lake, too. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. All the, terrifying. The 19th. Doesn't matter. You'll be there, right? If you're I'll not... be there. I'll be screaming on stage. You'll yeah, hear it. We'll be screaming. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been fun and disturbing all at once. All at once. We'll be right back. And that's why we drink. Woo! In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.